After listing the 39 categories of forbidden work on Shabbos and ending off with the malacha of carrying from one domain into another or from carrying four amas in a public domain the previous parak ended off with different types of food and how much of that food one needs to carry out in order to be chayev what is considered a significant amount and as we saw it depends on each type of food now really the next three parakim go through many different things and how much of them you have to bring out in order to be chayev and after going through different types of food at the end of the previous parak the beginning of this parak will go through different types of drink and liquids and how much one would need to bring out in order to be chayev now the Gemara cites a rule which will explain much of the next three parakim and that is that if something has two different uses but one of the uses is a very common use it's a main use and the other use of that item is quite uncommon. So when it comes to somebody who carried such an item, we look at its common case and see whether he took out enough of that item to be used for that common use. However, when it comes to an item which has two different uses, but both uses are common, even if one is a bit more common than the other, at the end of the day, they're both common. So in such a case, we follow the smaller amount, so we are strict, and whichever use requires less of that item, that is the amount which we follow, and one who carries out that amount will be obligated to bring a carbon chatas if he did so unintentionally. So the Mishnah begins, Hazmutzi Yayin, one who carries out wine, so the sheer, the amount for which one is chayev for carrying out wine is Kedemizigas the amount for mixing a cup of wine, for diluting it with water, and what the Mishnah means is as follows, whenever one requires wine for a mitzvah, for example when he is benching, or for Kiddush, that cup of wine has to be the size of a revius at least. A revius is a quarter of a leg, and that is how much wine is needed, for these mitzvahs. Now in those days the wine was extremely strong and it was typically only drank once it had been diluted with water and it was usually diluted with three times as much water such that once it was diluted only one quarter of that mixture of that wine would be actual wine. So if you carry out a quarter of a revius so one sixteenth of a leg of undiluted wine, since that is all you need for a kois, for a cup of wine for the sake of a mitzvah, such as Birk Samazain, so you would be chayev for carrying out that amount. Cholov, kosher milk, the sheer, the amount to be chayev for this, is kadegemiyah, the amount which one would swallow in one gulp. This is smaller than a revius. Now, although milk can be used for other purposes, such as rubbing on one's eye, and that would be a much smaller amount than the amount which you would swallow in one gulp, since that is a very uncommon use, especially for kosher milk, so we do not take that use into account. Alright, the vash honey. So honey has two common uses. Of course, its most common use is for eating, but it has another use which is also common, and that's the one we follow because it is smaller. It is a smaller share, and that is kdelitanalakakosis. In order to put on a wound, if somebody had a bruise or some of some sort, they would apply honey to it in order to make it not hurt as much. So the amount of honey which is needed for that, that is the shear for which one would be chayev for carrying out on Shabbos. Shemen oil, the shear for that, is a tiny amount, enough to rub on the smallest limb. This refers to the little toe of a newborn baby. So a tiny amount of oil that is already considered significant. And so the shear for oil, the amount for which one would be chayev for carrying out oil, is just that tiny amount to rub on a little limb of a little baby. Mayim, when it comes to water, even though the main use of water is of course for drinking, it has another common use, and that is k'deh lo'shu b'mesakilar, enough to rub on 
a ointment which was applied to eyes and to apply the ointment you have to add a bit of water so that tiny amount of water if one carries that out he would be chayev however when it comes to the rest of liquids if they are not used for curing purposes then borovius they are considered a significant amount if they are a half a leg and as well as that all water which is to be poured out if for example the water became dirty or it became unfit for drinking he wouldn't use this foul water to rub on his eye and therefore we use the larger amount of borovius he would only be liable to a common chatos if he carried out a revius of this water now comes along rabbi shimon and rabbi shimon, rabbi shimon says kulon all of the liquids which we have mentioned in our mishnah and according to Sam Farshim, he doesn't refer to all of them, but certainly to most of them. Borovius, their shear is a revius. Even though for some of their uses, less than a revius is required. Nevertheless, according to Shimon, only a revius of liquid is considered significant. And Shimon adds, very importantly, The Chachom only said all of these amounts which you just listed me. For example, enough to put on your eye, or enough to swallow. Only for those who hide away even a small amount. Meaning, we learned in the previous Perek that if somebody carries out small amounts of something, then in general he is not obligated, he is not liable. However, if he specifically views that as significant, let's say he stores away that amount himself, so for him, even a smaller amount will be considered significant. Now, Rabbi Shimon argues slightly, and Rabbi Shimon is saying that even for those people who do store it away and view a smaller amount as significant, it can't be a tiny, tiny amount. There's still a minimum amount to be considered significant for these types of people as well. And therefore, if, for example, you would view a gulpful of milk as significant, so then you would be liable if you carry out a gulpful of milk. But if, let's say, you were to view less than a gulpful of milk as significant, even though you do view it as significant, it is too small to be considered significant, even for you. So this is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. However, the remaining Mishnayis will not assume the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rather, even the tiniest amount of an item or a liquid, if somebody lends significance to that item, then he would be liable for carrying it out on Shabbos. Mishnah Beis, the list continues. Hamitzi Chevel, one who brings out a rope on Shabbos, Kedilasus is in la kupa. The shear, the amount for which he would be chayev, is enough to make a handle for a large basket. Since the rope is quite large, it was only used for large baskets. However, Gemi, a reed stick which is quite flexible, Kedilasus Talayanofolulechavara, this was to make a hanger which was attached to the wall for the sake of hanging different types of sieves on that reed. And that's a smaller amount than for the rope. Now, Rabbi Huda argues in both of these cases, because Rabbi Huda holds there is another case which is considered common enough, such that the shale will be based on that use. So Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says, Enough rope or reed to measure the length or the width of a child's foot for the sake of getting him a shoe. And both the rope and the reed are fit for this use. Next, niar paper to write on it a keshemuchsen, which really consisted of a seal which a tax collector would place on a paper. And this was a sort of receipt to prove that the person had paid his tax. So this is a very small piece of paper. And the Mishnah adds that Hamitzi Keshemuchsen, one who does carry out a tax receipt, Chayev is obligated to bring a Korban Chatos, he is liable for breaking Shabbos. And the point of the Mishnah is to tell us that even if it wasn't written on paper, rather is written on parchment, and parchment is usually not used for a tax receipt, and therefore not usually liable for bringing such a small piece of parchment. Nevertheless, if that piece of parchment was used as a tax receipt, 
then as soon as you bring about that amount of parchment, you would be liable, since right now it is functioning as a tax receipt, and therefore certainly is considered significant, so you would be liable for carrying that out on Shabbos. And the mission ends off in the Mochuk, paper which has been rubbed out and erased, so you can no longer write anything on it, what's considered its use now. If you carry out enough that you can wrap it around a small bottle of perfume, that is considered a significant use, and you would be liable for carrying out that amount of rubbed out paper. Mr. Gimel, the shear, the amount for which one is liable for carrying of ur, animal hides which have not yet been processed into parchment, or into leather, you would be liable if you took out enough to cover an amulet, which is some sort of parchment with pesukim written on it, used for healing purposes, or for some sort of skulla, and that was wrapped in some animal hide, so that would be considered a significant amount. Claf. When it comes to parchment, as we explained before, since parchment is worth more than regular paper, it would be very unusual for somebody to write a tax receipt on parchment, and therefore the parchment would usually be used for larger things, so only if you take out parchment which is big enough, because they lift have other parish talents about tefillin, it's big enough to write the smallest parasha in the tefillin on it, there are four different sections in the Torah which are written in the tefillin, and the smallest of those, Shehi Shema Yisrael, that is the paragraph of Shema Yisrael, continues the Mishnah, Jayoi, ink, if you take out enough ink to write two letters, as we have seen, that is considered something significant. Writing just one letter is not considered something significant. It's not even a malacha. Only if you write at least two letters would that be considered significant. And ends off the mission, kachol. This is some sort of eye shadow or dye for the eyes. And even if you only take out enough to color one eye, that is considered significant. And the reason for this is because it was the custom of very modest women in those days to cover much of their face, including one of their eyes. So they would only uncover one of their eyes, and that was the eye that they would color. There's no point in colouring an eye which you don't show, and therefore even if you take out only enough to colour one eye, that is considered significant. Mishadala, this Mishnah focuses on different pastes and different liquids which are used for various different purposes, and the first on the list is Devek, glue, if he takes out enough to put on top of a Shavsheves, which is some sort of scarecrow, although not quite, it was pretty much made of a stick and then a horizontal stick, so a sort of T-shaped wooden frame, and on top of the T, on top of this horizontal stick, one would put glue, and it was used in order to trap birds, so the birds would come and rest on this T-shaped frame, and it would be trapped. Continues the mission, Zephyrus Vigophrys, pitch or sulfur, very thick liquids, Kadilas is Nekev, enough to make a hole. Now what this is referring to is a container in which liquid mercury is contained, and mercury is needed in very small amounts, so they would seal the top of this container with pitch or sulfur, and then they would make a very small hole in that pitch or sulfur, so the mercury can come out through that hole. So if you take out enough pitch or sulfur, such that you're able to make a hole in that pitch or sulfur without it all coming apart, so you take out a tiny bit more than the size of the hole, that would be considered significant, and you would be chai v'chatos. Shavo, if you take out wax, its shear is enough that you could put it on top of a small hole in a wine bottle, or a jug of wine if there's a hole in the top, or if there's a hole in a barrel, in order to get the wine out of the barrel, so that was sealed up with wax. Charsis, crushed brick, enough to cover the mouth of the furnace used by somebody who purifies gold. In order to process gold, 
cold. It had to be put into a very hot fire to get rid of all the impurities and the bad parts of the gold. So you, the, you would just be left with the pure gold. And in order to keep the fire very hot, bellows, very large fans, were placed in the fire in order to blow air and to heat up the fire and continue it going. So there would be a small hole in the wall of the furnace to insert the bellows into that hole. And around that hole they would put some crushed brick so that the bellows would fit in it well. So that amount of crushed brick is considered significant. However, Rabbi Yehuda says a slightly smaller amount of is pit put in order to fix a leg of this furnace. If one of the legs of the furnace comes undone or if part of it breaks, so they would add some crushed brick to it, and that is a smaller amount than the Tanakama's opinion. Continues the Mishnah, Subin, coarse bran, the parts of the grain which are less edible, enough to put on the mouth of the furnace of the people who would purify gold. And over here, the bran is used in order to fuel the fire, and that amount will be considered significant. Sid, when it comes to lime, this was used by women and girls in order to remove the hair from their face and from other parts of their body. And so the Mishnah says, they lost enough to apply the lime to the smallest limb, to the little finger of a young girl, in order to remove the hair from there. That amount is considered significant. Now Rehuda once again is a bit more stringent, and he says you are liable for even a smaller amount, and that is Rehuda, Rehuda says Kedilas is kilkul, enough to flatten the hair on the side of a girl's face. So since it's not to remove the hair, only a little bit was applied to the side of the face. And Nehemiah says it's even a smaller amount, and that is Kedilas and Diffi, it's in order to remove the hair which is underneath the sides of the woman's face. So sort of the lower half of her face, in line with where her mouth is. So to remove the few hairs which are there, if there's enough lime for that, then it's considered a significant amount, such the one who carries it from one domain into another, or if he carries it for four amas in a Rosh Hashanah in a public domain, he would be liable to a Korban Khatas.